wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. I can't go back. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Hi, welcome to She Became Visible. It's Wednesday, and this is the day that I normally record. Isn't necessarily the day that I post, but it is definitely the day that I record. So this is going to be kind of a a trailer and a little bit of information uh, for my podcast next week. But what I really wanted to talk to you about are two or three different things. Number one, I wanted to tell you who I'm going to be interviewing next week so that you can be prepared. I'm going to uh, try and interview... Uh, Lila. I'm going to have Lila Tuller on next week. And if any of you remember two years ago, she was on Mormon Stories and um, she has a wonderful, a wonderful message. And ironically, I ran into Lila at an event and it was so funny. I'm sure this is how people that have reached some level of fame. So I ran into her at this event and we're in the ladies restroom and I'm like, why do I know you? (laughs) You look so familiar. And she was like, well, you probably saw me on Mormon Stories. I'm like, yes, that's where it was. So she has a wonderful story. And I I just really connected with her. And so she's going to be my guest next week. So if any of you would like to, you can just Google Lila Tuller Mormon Stories and you can find it. I think it's like uh, 1246, 1245 in the number uh, of Mormon Stories. So check her out. She's got like four different podcasts because I think her interview went for like four or five hours with John, which is typical. Anyway, she's going to be my guest next week. And I wanted to give you a heads up for that. Um, The other thing that I want to talk a little bit about is um, uh, I'm going to connect Bill Reel's podcast that he made a couple of days ago concerning donations to Mormon discussions. And I, she became visible, falls under Bill's umbrella of Mormon discussions. And I really want to encourage you. Um, I'm also going to link and copy a post that Bill just made explaining why he does what he does, the purpose of his um, podcast that he hosts and also the ones that he uh, supervises. And I, what I really loved about his post was he just explained, I think, pretty easily the deconstruction process that many of us have gone through. And I love that he doesn't do it with anger. He does it with facts. He does it with reality. This is what I experienced. This is how I went through that experience. And this is why I am who I am today. And I'm sure that most of us that have podcasts under Bill's umbrella feel the same way. Um, it's an interesting emotional roller coaster for sure. And um, it's also an interesting 
situation to be in when you have members of your family that are still true believing Mormons. And it does, it's very isolating. And um, that's probably one of the most traumatic experiences for people who have been indoctrinated and involved in such a high community as the Mormon church. I mean, it's your everything. It's your um, Tuesdays, your Wednesdays, your Sundays, your Saturdays, your Friday nights. Um, it's your life. It's your, your narrative, um, your verbiage, um, your, even your thoughts are, are kind of, um, they're just, they're just radiated between all of the other people. So to lose all of that is not an easy process, but I, I, there was, there's a really good podcast that Bill made. The one of the, one of the other ones that fall underneath Bill's umbrella is the awakening that he does with Britt Hartley. And, um, Britt and I have never met in person, but I hope to someday because I just love her. And we have, we've had some trauma. Uh, we, we share some trauma with being a mother and having just kind of some really hard things that we've had to go through with our children. And um, so I just love her. Plus, she's just smart as a whip. And um, but he recently did a podcast with Britt about dangerous things to talk about. And it's very interesting. I really highly suggest that you go to it. Anyway, so I'm going to link Bill's last two things that he's talked about. But the most important thing is if you're in the process of deconstructing, even if you're just in the process of piling more things on your shelf and and listening to that shelf kind of start to crack a little bit and you're scared to death. And I think it is very scary for a lot of people to have these thoughts and then to think about what the consequences are of the of the actions that you might have to take because of the things you're piling on your shelf. People are scared to death. There's a there's an acronym out there that people use in a lot of their posts and it's called a uh, PIMO, P-I-M-O, and it's physically in, mentally out. And it's people who have deconstructed mentally, secretly. Uh, not, they're not telling anyone in their family that they're mentally out, that they don't believe in the doctrine of the Mormon church, but physically they have to stay in to keep their family, to keep their relationships, to keep their marriage, which I think is very scary. Um, and to just keep harmony in their world. And so for people like that, it's very important to have some kind of community or place that you can go to. Um, and so it's it, all of the, most of the people that have podcasts under the Mormon Discussions umbrella um, are doing this completely voluntarily. And, but it takes a lot to, uh, any of you that have tried to have a podcast know it costs money. It's like any other business, it costs money. And I am, I am a firm believer in do what you do best and hire the rest. I believe that 100%. I'm not a DIY person. I'm not refinishing my furniture. I'm not turning a light bulb into a chandelier tuna cans. You guys, I can never forget a hundred years ago when I used to watch uh, David, oh crap, David. Well, anyway, he was one of the uh, designer shows that I watched and uh, oh gosh, I can see him and his name is at the tip of my tongue. Anyway, when I used to watch his show, 
There was one that he did where they turned tuna fish cans into a chandelier with D-rings. And I was like, no, no, nobody should ever do this. Nobody should watch this because it will incite the idea that this could happen and that it would be okay. So I'm not a DIY person. I 100% support home goods. I love, you know, I love going to flea markets. I love the creative and talented people that are out there. And I am more than willing to pay for their creativity. And the same goes with podcasts. I mean, I am, I am pretty good at some things and, and I am probably capable of learning certain things and I'm, but I'm more capable of letting other people do it because I have other things I want to do. So it costs money. There's a lot of time involved. And, um, so it's really important that those of you that are hanging on for dear life and who are looking for a safe place to help you understand what the cognitive dissonance that's going on, uh, Mormon discussions, podcasts, um, they are safe and they're very uh, evenly emotionally balanced. And it and I really would encourage you to donate. Now, Bill is associated with the Amazon donation program. And for any of you other women out there, and I know there's men too, but my podcast is specifically uh, the demographics are women. So any of you that have daily deliveries from Amazon, just know that you can sign up with the Amazon donation program. I think it's called Amazon Smile. And everything that you buy on Amazon, there is a percentage that is uh, that goes to Mormon discussions. Hello, how easy is that? If you don't think that you are financially able to donate some kind of a reoccurring donation, like $5 a month, uh, get on Amazon Smile. A percentage of that, uh, you know, Christmas is coming up, people. That would be huge. That would be huge. And that would be a wonderful way for, it's almost like when I was saving for my wedding, I had money taken out of my checking account and I never even saw it. I didn't even know where it was going, but magically I had money when it was time for me to pay for my wedding. So um, it's like that. And I really highly suggest that you do that. So that's my little plug today. Um, you can donate on my shebecamevisible.org. You can also donate on mormondiscussions.org. And, um, or is it .com? I'm with Maven. Is it .com or .org? I don't know. I think it's .org because uh, it's a nonprofit. I'm sure it's .org. You can donate either way. And so if you are wondering, you know, how do I thank the people that are helping me get through this most difficult stage in my life, that's how you can do it. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was... One of the things I want to talk about with Lila, and I'm not sure with Lila's uh, where she is in her life as far as um, people who have completely either resigned or, or even just they still have their membership records, uh, uh, their membership on the records. Um, a lot of the time they have completely escaped the world of Mormonism. I am in a mixed faith marriage, so I choose to try to stay on top of what's happening in the Mormon church. I don't feel as though I have the leisure of completely walking away, especially with Russell Nelson, because his big thing is I'm going to change every policy that I possibly can to leave my endowment to the world. And so 
I, it's almost a scary thought to think if I miss a session of LDS conference, I may have missed a completely redoing of the religion. So I make sure I watch all of conference. In fact, I watch more of conference than my true believing Mormon husband does, okay? I watch every session and I take notes. And um, so there, a couple of days after my mind is kind of like, whatever, I don't even remember what happened. But there was one particular talk, and it wasn't Brother Renlund's. Brother Renlund's talk kind of fell under the category of eyeball rolling and, oh, geez, I can't believe he just said that, you know, which is kind of par for the course with a lot of the conference talks. Sometimes, I mean, most of them, they're great. I mean, we had, um, my husband and I took advantage of being in Houston a couple of weeks ago, and so we went to visit Joel Olstein's church in Houston. It was fabulous, people. If you ever have an opportunity to go to Houston and you can go to Joel Olstein's megachurch, do it. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, if you, if, if you want to call some kind of emotional reaction the spirit, it was there. And the people that were attending, the divi diversity was off the charts. It was, there was a, a couple that walked in right ahead of us that were, they, they were visiting from Maryland and we were also newcomers. The minute you walk in, uh, they'll look at you and they'll say, is this your first time? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And they take you right to the front. They want to make sure you've got a good seat. And oh, they're so kind and they're, they're so genuine. There's no falsity to their, their uh, greeting. It's very, very, a very genuinely loving feeling. And um, so they sat right in front of us. And, um, but, you know, it was very typical of a lot of the general Christian churches with the music, which is something that if you've been born or raised in the LDS church is a little new uh, and it's a little uncomfortable because it's just so completely different from what we're used to. Uh, we're just so used to those Methodist hymns that, you know, and which I grew up on because I, my family was Methodist before we joined the church. Um, so, you know, open up the hymn book, read a song, somebody plays the organ, ta-da. So having a band on stage is, is very nuanced for Mormon people. Uh, sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. You're like, ooh, is this okay? I don't know. Anyway, um, but the feeling was amazing. But Joel Osteen's message, there was nothing about, uh, there was no us and them in his message. It was all of us are going to go through trials. All of us are going to have uh, little paths that we're pushed off of, that we think we're on a journey going one direction and suddenly our life is taking a completely different direction and we don't know why. And how discouraging that can be, how um, frustrating it can be from the standpoint that you think you're on a path that the Lord wants you to be on and all of a sudden that path is just completely wiped out. And so that was his message was um, there's a plan and go with the flow. Just go with the flow and figure out what the, what the new plan is. And, and it, you might end up going, well, I'll be darned. That was really the way I should have been going in the first place. There was, there was no, not one thing about um, repenting 
or um, I mean, there, he he said things like, "If there are people in the audience who are ready to change their lives and give it over to Christ, stand up." So there were people who made that decision on their own. Obviously, they're there. And he was like, welcome, we love you, we will support you, we're there with you. But there was nothing about, there was no, you know that feeling that you get when somebody's thumping on the pulpit and they're just telling you what you're doing is wrong and you need to change and repent. There was none of that. And um, they're just, then he called people forward if they uh, if they wanted to, um, just kind of meet one-on-one and have a, a personal prayer said for them. They invited people up. People were crying. The tissues were being pulled out of the purse. And these people, and what I love the most, was, I saw mother, a mother and son. The son was probably about 14 or 15 years old, beautiful. Uh, He was in a complete blue suit with a light blue shirt. He looked so handsome. His mom was in a blue dress. And um, that was one. I saw a beautiful father that was there with his two children. And that little girl, he had a little girl. And the whole family was color coordinated, which I loved. I mean, like the son was in a red shirt and a black pair of pants. The daughter was in a, a red fur a vest with a black and red skirt and beautiful red and black beads in her hair and the father had on black with a red tie and I'm like I'm not the only person that wants to coordinate our whole family he was there I don't know whether he's a single dad I don't know what the situation was but he was there with his two two kids and um the, there was an older couple in front of us that the, the husband was obviously not able to physically get up and down, so he just sat there. There was a guy over to the right with his uh, gray ponytail, uh, but everybody came. There was a family walking in, uh, a beautiful Hispanic family walking in, um, four kids, um, just this little boy with, uh, you know, just, just everybody was just dressed in their best and their best might have been a T-shirt and a pair of jeans. Um, it might have been a, a beautiful gray shirt with a, a gray pair of slacks. Um, it could have been there was this one woman that walked in, just you know, beautiful, tall, leggy uh, woman with this great white uh, shirt dress on with heels, and nobody was nobody was looking at her, and nobody was judging the length of her dress, and it just the diversity. And the individuality was just so refreshing. Anyway, but what you felt there was the, it could have, it was 50 million times better than any testimony meeting that I'd been to. The spirit was really strong there. Anyway, why was I talking about that? Somebody help me remember why I brought that up. I don't even have someone here to put me back on track. But anyway, I'm just saying that if you're looking for some kind of a community, if you want someone to bring you peace, um, there are so many other things out there, and Mormon discussions will lead you in a lot of different directions. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Uh, what I, I enjoy, my the podcasts that I primarily listen to are um, historical truths. I'm a big truth person. I, um, I'm not above, I remember the first time I read, what's Howard uh, Zinn, is it Zinn, Howard Zinn? what's his book that he first read about the people and the history? The first time I read that, I'm completely, totally blowing his name and the book, but the first time I read that book and learned the truth behind the story of Columbus, I didn't doubt it. 
I didn't go, this is anti-American literature. This is anti-Columbus Day literature. I was like, I didn't know this. This is amazing information. Why did I not know this? And so I think the word anti-Mormon is so, it's just a completely wrong definition. And so I like to listen to a lot of podcasts on history and political truths. I loved reading Ulysses Grant's uh, biography, what he went through, the political garbage that was going on when he was running for president. It's the same that's going on. I love that. I didn't look at that and I didn't read it and go, well, that's not what I learned in history. I don't believe that. That's anti-government information. It's like, this is historical facts. Now you can do what you want to with those historical facts. You can listen to, I, I have lots of people that I know of in my circle that they know all of these historical facts, kind of like a Patrick Mason. Um, they know, they know, but they're like, but you know what? Bottom line, I love the gospel and it really works well for my family. That's a completely uh, different pathway to go down, but to deny the history and go, that never happened, that never happened. That's something that I have a hard time with. So I like listening to a lot of these podcasts. RFM and Mormonism Live covers a lot of the historical stuff. So that's why I really love that. Um, anyway, so next week I have Lila on, on and the I have in the pot that I'm stirring. Sandra Tanner has agreed to be on my podcast. I know she was in the middle of moving. Um, when I saw her in July and we agreed that she would be on the podcast, I knew she had a ton of stuff going on. So I have, I've kind of waited to contact her again and get her scheduled, but I want you to know she will be on my podcast. Remember on She Became Visible, we are a female-based podcast. There's a lot of male voices out there. And uh, so I really wanted to really discuss uh, the feminine idea, the uh, struggle with being a woman uh, in our culture and in the religion. So I only have female guests on the show and, uh, I might make a few exceptions, but primarily that's who, so, and, and also please, if any of you listened last week, I had Trisha on, uh, Trisha is going to be co-hosting when she can. She's a full-time teacher. Um, she lives on the West coast. I live in the Southwest. So we live in a different time zone. And so, you know, connecting and getting our times right is going to be a little bit difficult, but I think we can work this out. But if any of you have a story that you would like to tell, please contact me. You can contact me through shebecamevisible.org. You can comment on my podcast page. You can also comment on Mormon Discussions page. And Bill will let me know if anybody contacts. If you have a story you'd like to tell. I'm not interested in... Um, the format for She Became Visible is not the same format as Mormon Stories. Um, so I'm really interested in people who have risen above a trauma that they've gone through. And uh, and I, I not that I'm trying to just stay with a success, but I want women especially, and this is why I love Lila. When you hear her story, if you haven't listened to her story on Mormon Stories, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about when I say someone who has risen above 
a, a really major life struggle and come out the other end um, pretty intact. So this is what I'm what I'm talking about. Um, I have a couple other people in the in the line. Uh, I'm really interested in connecting with um, someone that I that I've uh, we've had dialogue uh, because because I am kind of a history buff and I am a truth seeker. Um, and I love that it's a female voice and not a male voice as much as I love all of the people I listen to. Uh, oh, golly. I mean, what? I mean, come on, Dan Vogel, RFM. Come on. I mean, these are legends. And um, but I really would like to hear a female voice. And this is so I have uh, somebody else in the uh, in the pipeline. But anyway, so that's my message for today. Uh, listen, if you have a, a, a little bit more time, listen to Bill's uh, uh, message that I'm going to link right here. And check in with me next week when I have Lila Tuller on. And uh, please become visible. Have a great day. I love Wednesdays. You know what Wednesdays are. Wednesdays are hump day, which means we're getting closer to Thursday, which is the best day of the week because it's not the crazy weekend. Anyway, have a great day. Bye-bye. Bill Real here, Executive Director of Mormon Discussion Incorporated. Our primary mission is to support Latter-day Saints who have questions and doubts about their faith. We seek to give those folks the information needed to navigate difficult issues of faith and belief in historical context. And I think we do this as well as anyone. First, thank you to everyone who supports our work and currently donates to the cause. Um, your monetary donation to Mormon Discussion helps provide resources, emotional support, historical context, church accountability, community support at a time in one's life when they feel alone, confused, disoriented, and upset, struggling with feelings of sadness and despair. When you donate money, you join our team as we respond and reach out to an audience of over 30,000 people struggling to navigate a Mormon faith crisis. You are with us as we sit with people in crisis and help them not feel alone. You are with us as we implore that the LDS church be more honest and transparent. You are with us as we offer people help through face-to-face -face meetups and one-on-one -on -one support. You are with us when we help the next wave of people who just today heard some historical fact or got uncomfortable as they or another person was hurt in not fitting in the believing Mormon community. You are with us in every video and audio presentation, and you are with us as we offer resources that help these folks navigate their questions and concerns. You are with us every day a person reaches out to thank us for what we do and for meaning so much to them during this difficult time in their life. Mormon Discussion provides help through a voice, several voices, in fact, to people who don't know where to turn or don't know who is safe as they struggle with feeling alone and confused. Our content is 100% free, and it's not tucked behind a paywall. As of today, we have 11 podcasts hosted by men and women who do this work because they care and because they know how much resources like this meant to them as they were making sense of changes in their thoughts in the outside world. All of this is possible because of individuals like you who donate directly to Mormon Discussion. Your support makes it possible. Your donation is not only a way for you to say thank you for our helping you navigate a difficult time in your life or entertaining you through the stages of anger and grief, 
but also consider the folks who follow behind you and me. Somebody just today woke up to the reality that their faith and beliefs don't add up and that they no longer cleanly fit into this faith. Will you become a recurring donator today so that you can ensure that folks who begin questioning tomorrow and for years into the future have Mormon discussion and its umbrella podcast available to them? Perhaps you felt a tug to donate, but you've held back for one reason or another from following through. Would you consider joining the Mormon Discussion family today by starting a recurring $5 a month donation? If you can do more, great. But a modest donation of $5 a month from a group of loyal supporters like you adds up, and it gives us the resources to ensure that we and the content we create continues to bring truth seekers access to the information, historical accuracy, and thought-provoking discussions needed to assist the next wave of folks who enter the terrifying reality of a faith crisis. So start today by visiting mormondiscussions.org and clicking the donate button. Pick your favorite podcast and join the Mormon Discussion family today with a modest recurring donation. Together, we can help all who need it navigate Mormonism one episode at a time. I wanted to show you how to do that. So here is mormondiscussions.org. You see the websites down at the bottom of your screen. Mormon Discussions with an S on the end, dot O-R-G, or Mormon Discussion Podcast, all singular words, dot org. All you have to do, for instance, on mormondiscussions.org is go up here and click the donate button. Scroll down to the donate. You get to pick whatever podcast you want to donate to. You can pick any one of those. If you want to give it to the entity generally, the very bottom one is Mormon Discussion Incorporated, and you can give it right there. But you can pick your favorite one. Mormon Discussion Podcast, Radio Free Mormon, Marriage on a Tightrope, Mormonism Live, Almost Awakened, The Backyard Professor, Dissident Daughters, Emancipate Your Mind, Mythical Jesus, Ramiumptum, Ruminations, She Became Visible, where will you go? And then the general entity, Mormon Discussion, Inc. Up here, the monthly button's already picked. You can always give a one-time donation, but we very much appreciate monthly recurring donations. If you'd rather give a larger amount quarterly or annually, you can certainly do that as well. Pick the amount you want to do. And, and honestly, something as simple as five bucks a month makes a world of difference to us when it is done by a large, significant portion of our supporters. You can also pick your custom amount. So if you wanted to do $7.50 a month, you certainly can do that. Pick your amount and uh, simply click the next button and it'll take you to the following screen uh, where you can continue to the donation process. Um, simply put, we survive solely on the donations of those who benefit from our content. We don't charge for anything. We're not behind a paywall. Um, we simply... Uh, Lean on the folks who find value in the work that we do, and that is the only income stream we have to uh, continue the work that we do. And, and it's important because what you don't realize is having done this for 10 years is that you burn out. In fact, I've burned out from this multiple times. And there were moments where I was ready to just go like, ah, let's just stop doing the podcast. And the only way that's been uh, been able to kind of convince me to keep going uh, because of the amount of time and energy it takes and just the the toll it takes on you over a long period of time is that donations come in that we can uh, financially 
to some degree, take care of the people who create content. And so we have paid podcasters who uh, start doing this out of love, but at some point they start to burn out and, and we have the ability to pay them to help them continue this work on. And so here we are a decade later going strong when other folks uh, have stepped away and have not been able to continue that work. And so folks, if you, if you don't grasp, um, simply put, the only form of money that we get is donations of those who find value in our work. We survive solely on the donations of those who benefit from our content. Would you please consider today becoming a supporter of Mormon discussion and helping us go far into the future and help us to help people who are waking up right this moment, realizing that something in their religion doesn't add up, help those folks navigate this difficult time one episode at a time. Thank you.